Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. Your normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetish of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I still haven't gotten out of my PJs yet. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first thing I did when I was woken up at the bright hour of 6.30. Actually, that's about what the time I was woken up. But, I mean, I took a shower and I'm trying to be productive, but I just didn't want to change. Oh, I was about to say, you took a shower in your PJs? <laughs> <laughs> they dry off quick. <laughs> uh, Jenna can't stand that when I take a shower and then put on some clothes that aren't 100% clean. I'm like, I only wore it for five minutes. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Yes, as I can tell by the nicely illuminated sign right behind you. Yes. I'm loving that thing, that little marquee. That is awesome. It's just too bad nobody can see it. I can see it. It adds ambiance. It does. All right. This is off of the VHS cover. It says, you bring the pizza... I'll bring the drill. When Trish, Michelle Michaels, decides to invite her high school girls basketball teammates over for a slumber party, she makes three big mistakes. Number one, she snubs the pretty new girl next door, Robin Still. Number two, she forgets about teenage pranksters Jeff and Neil, David Milburn and Joe Johnson. Number three, her biggest mistake, she doesn't know about an escaped mental patient, Michael Villela who will soon be dropping in on the party with his portable drill. Written, directed, and produced by women. Slumber Party Massacre will scare you right down to the core. You'll love it. It says produced by women, but also believe that Roger Corman was one of the lead producers on this. Yeah, um, well, I believe she knew somebody who either worked for Roger Corman, I think it was, but in any event, and actually, like she got a lot of crap for for making this movie. Yeah, I mean, slashes are typically looked at as misogynistic. Yeah, it's like that the female audience thought she she sold out and you know kind of just exploiting the you know her gender. But at the same time, she's like, you know, I was just giving the studio what they wanted. And I mean, she went on to have a good career. I believe she did Mystic Pizza. She did a few movies. I mean, not related to horror, but yeah, I mean. Obviously, it was a good career choice. And besides, you know, a little bit of gratuitous nudity, which I know I'm not complaining about, nope. the movie wasn't really um, that bad. I don't think so. You could look at it as a feminist movie. Yeah. I mean, the, none, no one's playing like a ditzy blonde character and I, oh my God, I gotta run up the stairs. No, they're all jocks. <laughs> yeah. So it was originally written by Rita Mae Brown. 
It was called Sleepless Nights, and it was originally a parody of right. slasher movies. So it's supposed to be a comedy, and then it was reworked into an actual slasher movie. So it's a little more fun than most slashers from around the time. And they obviously right. left w- in some of the dialogue you can blatantly tell. Right. There was, there was some, obviously, like, intended humor, but there also was some, like, unintended. But Yeah. So directed by Amy Holden Jones. Yes. See, now, if I was going to the video store, this probably would have been, you know, we, we judge our movies based off the cover. Back then, yes. I, pro- I, I probably would have picked this one. A hundred percent, even though it's one of those where I think only one girl, Jackie, was on the cover. Everyone else yeah. is just kind of artist people. rendition of people that might be at a slumber party and a girl in her bra and panties. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But they got the guy with the drill and scared girls. I mean, basically, that's what the movie is. Yep. This is a recipe for disaster. So for this movie, we um, obviously, they order pizza, so we're going to make pizza. Slumber party, pizza. Mushrooms and olives, well, let's make it vegetarian. So some cubanelle peppers, some onions, make a little bit of spicy sauce. And, of course, we're going to have to accompany that with the house specialty. Which in the movie is just strawberry daiquiris, but, you know, we did it up we'll a little bit. spice it up. Yeah. I was about to say, we'll, we'll spice it up. Spoilers ahead. A lot, of, uh, a lot of names in this movie. Robin Still, Babs from Sorority Babes. This was about four years prior to, uh, to Sorority Babes. She looked so much better in this movie. She looked completely different. I didn't recognize her. I was like, she looks familiar. But I, it was I think the, it was the, the hair... Eyes. The hair threw threw me off, but her voice, it was like, oh, yeah. Her, her voice, her voice, but then as soon as, like, I don't know, she smiled, like, a certain way, like, her eyes, like, I, 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 I picked it out right away. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, actually, reading about her after watching this movie, kind of found out uh, some sad news. Did you know she died at 34? No, I had no idea. Yeah, I guess, you know, her uh, acting roles dried up, and supposedly she had a drinking problem and ended up committing suicide. That's too bad. Very sad. Oh, I'm sad. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> put a damper on the uh, the moment, but slumber party gonna... massacre. Party, party, gonna... party. I'm just going to go home now. You are home. Oh, Every- yeah. Everybody's at home. All right. Slumber party massacre 1982. So we open. It's a very quick title scene. Yeah, they, they basically just won't waste no time to throw that at you. And start playing with the Casio synthesizer. So it looks like, looks like they're in California, and uh, so we have Paperboy doing his doing his uh, his daily rounds, and we see the um, the headline, which was mass murder of five escapes Russ Thorne. Right now, so, can I just say one thing about the the uh, film of this movie? It made my TV look dirty. Did you notice how grainy it was? It did. I think that kind of added to the, the coolness of watching an early '80s horror movie. But I love it. Yeah. So, they, you know, they, he drops the, the the paper up at who we find out is Trish, our main character. She wakes up to her radio to a scream. Welcome to K D E D K Dead. We're dropping hits like we're dropping bodies. You just won your own KDED t-shirt. Yeah. So she wakes up, and it's obviously very early in the movie. We get our first boobage. It was within two minutes. I uh, I actually paused 
so uh, me and my wife could find out exactly when we found our first boobs. Very quick. Yeah, it was like one. It was like one fifty something. Yeah. So anyway, so it looks like she's trying to like donate some toys. Yeah. So so I got this as she's bagging up all of her uh, kid toys because she's gonna have all her friends over and she doesn't want to look like a kid anymore. But she uh, ends up not throwing away some creepy, creepy stuff. <laughs> it was like that creepy stuffed animal with like the worst face I've ever seen. I know. But the radio mentions the killer. Yep. And she turns off the radio and goes to throw out her childhood. I feel like that happens a few times in this movie where like it's mentioned like on the TV and stuff like that. And people just change the channel. And people ignore it. Yep. Yeah. They're like, um, here, I'm warning you. Yes, you listening right now. Ah, I'd rather listen to some pop, the top 40. Yes. So the parents are leaving. They're going on a trip somewhere. I don't know if they ever actually say where they're going. But they give her the whole thing, like, be careful, remember to lock all the doors. And I know, cre- I'm 18. And our creepy neighbor, Mr. Content, is always going to be looking at you. Yeah, he uh, came off as a wicked creep very early in this movie. He's like, hi, yeah, I'll be right here <laughs> if you need anything. <laughs> Yeah, so he was he was sketchy. So cuts to the. This is where we meet Jeff and Neil. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Rewind two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. So, all right. So the the parents are leaving. They're like, all right, we left you chips. There's soda in the fridge. She goes to throw all her toys in the trash, and somebody creeps up and grabs a Barbie. Oh, that's from right. The that's trash. Right. See, this is what happens when I redo my notes. I left that one out. I yeah. had that one on my other notes. It's important because I wanted to know the motivation behind the killer. Because right. ap- apparently, uh, Michael Villella. Yeah, he read um, Helter Skelter. He read Helter Skelter. He isolated himself from the rest of the cast so that, you know, they wouldn't form any bonds. He uh, he took this role very seriously. He, like, watched Peacock documentaries so he could, like, move a certain way. I don't know where that came from, but... He he took it very seriously, probably too seriously, because he uh, he did a great job. He was creepy as fuck. Yeah, he was. So yeah, so he, he um you know somebody grabs the grabs the toys and stuff. So this is where we meet Jeff and Neil. They're talking about different girls they want to try and pick up, and they see this smoking phone like phone line worker. Yes, yeah, a handy woman. Handy woman. So he tries. He goes, oh, what you know? Watch this. So he tries to pick her up. Oh, would you would you consider dating a younger guy? And he looked much older than she did. I know. By the way, I was looking up the ages. Uh, so I only not a lot of Wikipedia sources on a lot of these actors. I mean, Robin still was nineteen when she made this. So I mean, they're not too too much older than the characters they're playing. At, at least uh, Valerie in this, but a lot of people looked way older than high school. Yeah, they did. So she's like, ah, no, like, I'm I'm good. And then they walk away, and right away we have our first victim. She's just nabbed right from the van. Probably my favorite kill of the movie. You don't really yeah. see much at, at first, but just her screaming at the back window of the van as they're walking away talking. I, I, I feel just, like somebody would have heard that, though. There was a lot of instances in this movie where I'm like, what's wrong with the hearing of these people? Like, right. how does nobody hear that? They're like, it's an open parking lot of a high school, and there's only two guys walking? Like, there would be a right. lot more people. And yeah, nobody nobody hears a thing. So this is where Russ gets his 
power drill. Yeah, well, I'll talk about that later. But I, I didn't like that they showed his face, like, right away. Yeah, I also made a note of that. Like, uh, they definitely make him a, a man instead of a monster. He's not wearing a mask. He's just wearing his uh, Texas tuxedo. You know, his <laughs> head-to-toe denim. But, yeah, no, it's just, I, I, I like it when things are, like, drawn out. But I was like, oh, yep, here's the guy. But... That's okay, because we know from the very beginning who the killer is. They said his name, Russ Thorne. He escaped right. from a mental institution. There's no mystery. There doesn't need no. to be. The guy is a killer. True. All right. Well, fair enough. So now we're, we're at uh, basketball practice where we meet Diane, Jackie, Linda, and Valerie, who is the new girl. Who wears short shorts? <laughs> and for varsity basketball... Cringeworthy. Uh, yes. It was the whitest game of basketball I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And I played basketball every day before school for this uh, program, the star program. Yeah. And we played some horrible basketball, too. <laughs> but this was just bad. <laughs> I think it was, was it Jackie? He's like, Jackie, you're a, that was a terrible decision. Larry Bird, you ain't. <laughs> And they all get his, like, they score one basket, and it's like the game's over. They're all jumping around. <laughs> Two points! Yeah! Uh, and Diane obviously has, like, a chip on her shoulder. She does not like Valerie. No, she does not like the new girl. They call her she a snob bad. a little bit later, and she's like, all the best people are. Yeah, well, in the uh, gratuitous shower scene. Yeah, so this is the only scene that I can see why um, they might have given... Amy Holden Jones a little bit of crap about the, the whole feminism thing because well that was that was a long butt shot it was like the camera was looking these girls up and down it like was. that camera was a creep again I wasn't gonna complain but at the same time I'm going this is almost kind of uncomfortable yeah there was a lot of uh, fun, funny little dialogue here I think your tits are getting bigger a bunch of girls at the same time mine <laughs> oh my god and then there was a moment but. Uh, between Trish and Valerie, like, from across the room yeah, while they're, they're showering. Like, yeah, like, they're looking at each other all seductively, kind of. Like, like she was, like, eyeing her. Well, Jenna was like, are they lesbians? And I was like, I, I don't think so. I think they were just trying to be friends. And then she goes up to her while she's <laughs> in the shower. She's like, you played such nice basketball. That was amazing. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you want to come over to my house? So, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're trying to set up the party for, you know, the crew. Like old times. No boys, though. No but dudes allowed. No dudes allowed. So, she's, we should, you know, we should invite Valerie. And that's where we go into the whole thing. It's like, no, like, I'm, you know, not, not, don't invite her. It's not, it's, it's her fault. It's her problem that she's the new kid. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be like old times. We can't invite new people. Right. And that's where Trish calls her a snob. So... Trish defends her and invites her to the party because Val was listening the whole time and she's just like, nope. Like, uh, I got something to do. I can't. Yeah, no thanks. So Trish was kind of pissed. Like, great. Like, she heard, like, everything you said, you dumb bitch. So they're all leaving the school. Linda, who we've just met, eh, forgot forgot a book or something in her locker. So yeah. she has to go back into it. And the coach, I believe her name's Rachel, was like, oh, they're locking up the school soon, which, I'm sorry, like, it was Coach like, Jaina. Jaina? Yes. Okay. But anyway, she's like, oh, they're locking up the school. But, like, didn't school just get out? Like, aren't 
teachers like still in there? Like they launched they that school up so quickly. She grabs the book and now she's trapped. And they show uh, our man Russ stalking around. Yeah, so he kind of you know creeps up behind her and drills her in the arm. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, so they're chasing each other around. Well, he's chasing her, you know, into the locker room, and she's kind of bleeding, trying to sop it up. And he sees it come through the door, under the door, and then he drills his way through probably the cheapest door I think I have ever seen. Yes. I mean, it might as well have been cardboard. Uh, I think it it was uh, made by Ikea. Probably. I mean, he could have just punched through it. I don't think he needed the drill. (laughs) No, I think he likes using the drill. He just found his new toy, and he wants to play with it. I guess That's so. probably why he kept it through the whole movie, for no reason. Besides, it's cool. Yeah, so we have our first kill. It yeah, can't be do. the first kill I mean, if I mean, it was second, just... A, sorry, second second kill. The first and, kill after the first kill, we could say. Um, so, second kill, which we actually don't even see. No, we saw a lot of her bleeding, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Her scream throughout the, the gym. Yeah. So Trish is getting a ride home on a motorcycle. By from... David Crosby. No shit. No, it wasn't him, but it looked like like 1970s era David but Crosby. Like, but it looked like this 40-year-old dude on like a motorcycle. And he's like, bye, Mark. And like gives like gives him a kiss. I'm like, see you tomorrow. Like, okay. Like, who the hell is this guy? I know. And he's like never heard from again. No. Like, he's... he's not even like talked about. But then I'll, I'll have a note on that later. But so she goes in the house. Now, Diane's walking home, and a vehicle is creeping up on her, and this turns out to be her boyfriend, John Minor. Yes. He see he, he definitely played it like he was the killer for a second there. You get the, yeah. the POV shot of him creeping up on her, and then she flips him, which was badass. <laughs> see, it's stuff like that that uh, like makes it cool for like the female roles. Right. Like, they can defend themselves. Yeah, so he—I mean—he's trying to get himself invited to the party, and she's just like, "No, like you know, we—I I can't. Trish will kill me, and and all that stuff." But my parents are going away. Why don't you just come to my house? Yeah. Now, we go to the coach. I feel like there's a lot of jumping around in this movie. So we have the coach who gets home, and she comes home to a drill almost to the face through the door. Oh, sorry, I was making your peephole. And I can I just tell you this handy woman that was putting in the peephole, it was the shoddiest peephole I've ever seen. Because in the next shot, it's it's like hanging out of the hole. Like, it would not be usable. I know, she's only damaging her own stuff because she was actually a set designer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she was a, she was the set designer of the film. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and another thing, uh, touch upon something we brought up earlier, but the coach changes the radio station as they're talking about Russ Thorne again. And then we see the van, I believe, is across the street. And this is, uh, she asks, oh, did you, did you, you know, ask about the phone guy? Or did you hear from the phone guy? She's like, oh, yeah. Like, I heard from him. Uh, you know, do you know where my cat is? No, he's been gone all day. Meow. So, the, so we're back to Trish calling Diane, you know, and Diane's trying to get her boyfriend to come over. Right, and Trish is playing with some wind-up shoes that are walking across the table. Like, so I'm sure she- I had some of those at some point yeah so i mean she hasn't thrown away all her toys you know she's still holding on to a little bit of her innocence yeah well that seems more of like a fidget kind of thing where you just kind of like play with it to pass time it's a stupid toy it's something you play with for five minutes and then you never look at it again and your parents are pissed that they spent two bucks on it that's kind of what fidget spinners were you play with it for two minutes and then it went away yeah so she hears a noise 
She goes to check on it, and her door is open, and she thinks about it for a second and then shuts and locks the door. Okay, I'm going to play the piano now. Yeah, so, yeah, she goes to she goes to play the piano, and we she hears another noise from upstairs, and this is where we see Creepy Neighbor come back again. Yes, Mr. Content was upstairs checking up on her, I guess. I don't know the reason that he has for creeping around inside her house. Even if, like, he... If he said, it's like, oh, like, I heard a noise and the door was open, so I came inside. Like, I was just okay. checking the house out. Which, his pa- the parents might have asked him to check up on her. Yeah. But, like, not to do it in secret and, like, ninja his way around the house. See, I, yeah, I feel like he's, like he's the type of guy who was probably just, like, upstairs, like, sniffing around in her bedroom. Wow, that's like, oh, you brought oh, it. Shit. You she's, brought it. She's super creepy. Dude, he had that vibe. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I'll stay with you until your friends get here. And immediately she's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if she was too happy about that, though. No, nah, but she seemed okay with it. Yeah. So now we go back back to the coach, and she's grating some cheese, pour some wine. He hears a noise. Glass smashes, which and she, she only picks up like three pieces of glass. Well, because she hears the noise, and this was another thing that I thought was cool. She is prepared with one of the shards as a weapon as she goes to check up on the noise. True. I thought that was pretty cool. So she wasn't done cleaning up the glass. She just wanted to have a nice chunk of it. But, but I just it, felt, like there should, I should, felt like there should have been more of it on the ground. Like, I only saw, like, three pieces. Yeah, it was probably a heavy-duty wine glass. You know, they don't, don't completely have... shatter if it's, if it's a good wine glass. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, so uh, it's just the cat. It was stuck in the yeah. closet. But it was a, you know, cheap jump scare right there. That we should have been prepared for because she was asking where the cat was. Also, I mean, I've had a bunch of cats. Not one of them, when you open a door, does it scream. <laughs> uh, yeah, most cats would probably be whining. Like, right. hey, asshole, let me out. I'm in the closet. Hey, dickhead, you locked me in here. Like, cats are not, like, subtle. Yeah. So now Jeff and Neil. Two cool they're dudes. Des- <laughs> they're deciding... We should crash the party. We should scare them. Yeah, let's go by and scare the girls. Now, mind you, the van is parked nearby. Union Telephone. Also. So they, they decide they're going to go do that. The neighbor is still there. The bell rings. And here come Jackie Jackie and Kim with uh, with the booze and the Maui Wowie. Yeah, so, so everyone notices the girls show up. So Russ is like hiding in the bushes. He notices the yes. girls show up. Valerie and her younger sister are across the street. They notice the girl show up. And did you notice, I don't know, it might have just been me, but it looked like their window was cracked. I think so. Yeah, it was. Very strange. Maybe some significance. Maybe not. Maybe it was just a broken window. But they're there for the orgy. (laughs) Some of these lines are hilarious, man. So they pull out the booze, and she's like, great. Soda pop, wonderful. Yeah, because Mr. Cotton's still in the kitchen, and obviously Trish doesn't want him to hear that they're going to be smoking weed and drinking beers. So she's like, Shh, yeah, soda pop, awesome. And the other girl's like, yeah, I got some Maui wowie. And he's like, that's cool. I was just leaving. I won't tell if you don't tell your parents I scared you half to death, which I thought was <laughs> super creepy. Nah. Take it easy the- on that Maui wowie. Val is, she's she's babysitting her younger sister, and they're making making Kool Aid and mad pure sugar up in that Kool Aid. 
I, I wrote, holy sugar, Batman. Yeah. Now, I mean, I usually put in a cup of sugar if I'm making, like, a big batch of Kool-Aid. But she was just pouring that bag, like, <laughs> diabetes. No shit. And then she says, shut up and drink your Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. They're snacking. They're waiting for Diane to show up. And they're kind of shitting on her a bit. Yeah, they're eating the chips. They're like, oh, we got to eat the chips now before Diane comes in. Her eats them big all. Big mouth. Well, hey, it it's not matter. the size of your mouth. It's what's in it. <laughs> hey, uh, I just have to say that they're smoking some Maui Waui. And supposedly that I don't think I've ever knowingly smoked Maui Waui. So I think they should have uh, enjoyed it more. But they rolled this tiny pinner. I was very disappointed. So something smashes in the background. Turns out to be the coffee pot because she left it on the burner with nothing in it. Well, I think she was uh, boiling some water, but all the water evaporated, and then right. the uh, the pot cracked. Right. And this is where Diane makes her entrance, smushed against the window, and scares the crap out of him. Yes, another jump scare. Now back to Val's house. So I mean, what a what a jumping around back and forth. So she hears a noise, and Courtney, her sister, goes, "Ah, oh, the dog's got the trash again." She goes, "Well, you know, why don't you take care of it?" I don't want to. Yeah, a lot of noises. That they have to check up on. Yeah. You know, it's too bad mom and dad didn't get a divorce before you were born. <laughs> Ouch. Like, that hurts. That hurts. So she runs She runs out. And little sister runs up. Upstairs. Yes. To go check out Val's room. <laughs> the second she walked out the door, she ran upstairs to go search for her uh, Sylvester Stallone playgirl. Yes. So Val goes outside, fixes the cans, and the swings are kind of moving back and forth. And uh, she's just kind of like, eh, I'm going to run back inside. So now Jeff and Neil are outside the window. Yeah, doing a little window peeping. A lot of window peeping in the 80s. Yeah. This must have been a favorite pastime. They were very <laughs> excited for their peeping tomfoolery. Well, this is, well, they all, and they all happen to show up like right in time. You know, for, for them to change into their Oh, we're going to change into our PJs, take off our bras. Kim putting on the the basketball jersey. It's where, I think, was it Jeff who was just like, I don't think we've been giving Kim the attention she deserves. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the middle, Jackie uh, dumps out the ashes right out the window. And how do you not notice anyone's there? Uh, who just dumps ashes out of a window? It was the 80s. I feel like they probably just did anything. I hope they saved the roach. Then again, it was a pinner. So Val's sister, Courtney, she's upstairs doing biology homework. Hey, uh, <laughs> why are you doing your biology homework? Can you not tear out the centerfolds? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, how old do you think she was? I think she was supposed to be like 15 or something. But okay. I mean, it, she looked 20. Yeah. She so just had like the little, like the bows in her hair, and you know they just made her look younger. But yeah, I think probably fifteen-ish. Right. Yeah. So Diane wants she wants to get some firewood. And Trish tells her, you know, go go through the garage. I don't want you like scuffing up the rug or whatever, whatever it was. What do you say we order a pizza? Yes. No anchovies. Mushrooms and olives. I'll just take the mushrooms. So Diane's going to get wood, and there was a um. There was a snail, like, on one of the pieces, and she's like, ah, gross. And sure enough, right to the rescue, we have Mr. Content. With, like, a Again. butcher knife going around killing snails. Fifth, that was number 53. Yeah, so I meant to look this up, but I didn't get around to it. 
is snail hunting a real thing? Because she said her dad did it too. And he's like, oh, you know, it's, it, you know, they get into my vegetables and it's better than using pesticides because it's not organic. Yeah. That can't be a thing. It really can't. I mean, when we were kids, we used to just grab snails and like whip them at each other. <laughs> That's funny. So, so she goes in with the wood and this is where Mr. Content gets the drill through the throat, I think. Dead. There was some gurgling going on there. Yeah. Just as he found number 54, too. It's funny because they make him seem so creepy. I think they, if they didn't show us the killer's face, it would be one of those things where, like, obviously he would be the number one suspect. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, he gets killed pretty quick. So um, they're sitting in the uh, living room, I think it was, and, you know, Tris asks if it's getting cold, shuts the window, and they're reading horoscopes to each other. And um, I, I believe uh, Russ Thorne is in the, he's kind of peeking in the window. He's in the yard. Yeah, and Trish notices him. Right. And so they hear a noise, and they go to inspect. They see a guy in the front lawn, and she's just like, eh. It's fine. Not a big deal. It's fine. It's good. Opens the window again when she goes back, and then there's a bloody Barbie with a butcher knife, like, stuck to the side of, like, the window. Very creepy. So, So she freaks out about that, and then she asks Diane if she had locked the door, in the garage she's like i don't know so they go to the garage it's like no you gotta just step on the thing this is how you lock the door but too late somebody's already inside right and the bulbs out back to val where she's upstairs with her sister courtney well she's studying why is valerie studying on a friday night i don't know did people really do that i mean i know you and i definitely did not do that i didn't study during the week that's why I got an. That's why I got an eight in Mister Greeley's class. God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to check up on Courtney, and they start looking through Playgirl together and talking about their interests. So, and then you have this line where she's like, "You're like you're you grows," and she's like, "Oh come on, you were beating off boys in the fifth grade," which pisses her off. Right. And then she goes, "You didn't tell mom, did you?" She goes, "No, I made it up." So you're a jerk. So now Diane's calling her boyfriend, and they're all listening on you the mean other end. Boo boo, boo boo. So they're they're all listening, and they're trying to hold it together and until she goes. I don't know. Am I getting better? And then they all just lose it. Yeah, it's like I, I think, think our, our first amendment is being violated. <laughs> oh my god! Then the lights go out. And before She's the lights like, go out, did you notice that that our two cool dudes outside by the window? They're like sharing some kind of beer cooler it, it's a beer but it looks like a wine cooler yeah yeah i did notice that so they're like she's like trish is like ah oh, must have you know must have blown a fuse so let's Strangers all go to the, in the night <laughs> uh, let's all go to the garage yeah so the fuse box is in the garage for some reason so funny thing like right before that kim yells back to diane no you can stay here and talk to boo boo and then um was it she calls back she goes kim your days are numbered. Dun, dun, dun. Or as they put it, like they're trying to scare each other as they go out to the garage with the flashlights. Diane catches up to them. And those like those were old school fuses. Like he actually had to like put in a new fuse. Oh, yeah. Like the little button fuses. Yep. Yeah. They, they if you still have those in your house, um, don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you need an update. 
Yeah. So turns out the guys Jeff and Neil took the took the fuses. Jeff gets cold cocked, and um, so they he gives they get they give the the fuses back. Val's trash cans get uh, dumped again, and Courtney comes out and scares her with a knife. Yeah, oh, dangerous just walking around scaring people. That was. She's like holding a friggin' she's like, what are you doing with the knife? Like, you're going to hurt me. Eh, it's dull. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> not really. Uh, it's not fine. Not fine at all. No. So this is where John, John Miner shows up and he, he starts honking outside the house. What yep. What kind of a douche are you? Yeah, they didn't have texting back then. That was old not- school text. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. If she knew he was coming, I'd be like looking out the door or the window. Yeah, well. Kind of meet him out there. Meet him out there for some garage sex. Yeah. Yeah, so they, um, and then he pulls the, pulls the car in, doesn't lock the door. Now Val doing, doing his sister's hair. Courtney wants to crash the party. Of course. She wants to hang out with the older kids. Right. It's like, she just, you just want them to see you with your hair up. Because she's now calling Val and saying, you weren't invited, were you? She's Which, like, eh. I mean, she was invited. Right. No, she was. Now, Diane and John are making out in the car. Now, she's starting to feel weird about it because he's feeling her up. And um, this is where we see them making the house. Uh, she goes back into the into the house, but they're making the house specials. The strawberry daiquiris. House specialty. And the blender is so loud that they can't hear the car honking in the garage when John is getting murdered. Right. That's a that's a pretty loud blender. And they're like, oh, you should put something Jeff on for Jeff's black eye. You're going to get a shiner. <laughs> Here's a couple wieners for your face. Now, also, I feel like the girls are talking way too much sports like in, <laughs> in this movie. They're trying to figure out like who scored how many runs or whatever it was. Like, they call their coach. Right. They have a good relationship with their coach. I mean, they're they all on the basketball team. Why wouldn't they talk sports? It seemed forced. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, she's sexist. <laughs> Alright, so Diane goes back to the car. I wrote, Douche Canoe's head falls off. Yeah. It wasn't put on very well. <laughs> it was just there. Needed more toothpicks. So she screams. Diane gets attacked. Gets the big drill over the head for like ten seconds while she's screaming and she not gets trying to the plunge. You know, while while he's holding the thing up like this for like ten seconds, she just stays there. Diane gets the drill. Val and Val and Courtney hear the screaming. She's like, did "Which you, is did crazy." You? They hear screaming from across the street, and girls don't hear it from across the yard. Yeah, she's like, "Is something going on?" Like, eh, like I don't know. It seems quiet now. And they don't care about us. Right. So, they, you know, while they were putting two hot dogs on Jeff's face for the friggin' black eye. I know, I know, they're frozen hot dogs. He's like, nobody does that. <laughs> they had ordered pizza. So they got their olive and mushroom yeah, so pizza. The, pi- so- the pizza shows up. This was a great line. So yeah. the guys go to answer the door and they're getting their money together. And they're like, oh, what's the damage? And it's Russ Thorne that answers. Right. He goes... Six so far. Okay, six dollars. Six dollars for a pizza? With toppings? That's two. Crazy. Two toppings. Ugh. They open the door. Delivery guy has no eyes. Yeah, so 
everybody screams. They're still on the phone. The girls, that is, are still on the phone with the coach. So they're screaming, and now the coach doesn't know if they're being pranked, and the line is disconnected. Right. So they call the they call the police. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So disconnected. Yeah. Uh, Russ doesn't he clip the phone line while yeah, they're trying the to call f- the phone the cops. Yeah, he he clips the phone line, but then. So the coach calls Val to check and be like, hey, like, you know, can you go over and check on them? She's like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. But I mean, I don't really like want to. And she goes, yeah, that's probably right. Like, you probably shouldn't just stay in your house. And then she, uh, Val says, all right, well, if there's anything you need me to do, just, you know, let me know. I'm going. She just asked you. She just asked you, you to do something no. and you said no. If there's anything you want me to do that doesn't involve me actually doing it, like it's more of like a polite thing, you know, just. Right. So Jeff and Neil decide they're going to they're going to bolt. They're going to I believe was it they were going to go to the neighbor's house cause... Yeah, they were, but they were going to split up. So one guy goes to right. one house and one uh, so one guy goes to Mr. Canton's house and the other guy goes to uh Valerie's house. Right. So Trish Mr. Con- Trish Content, sorry. Content. So Trish gives Jeff a knife and he goes, "Gee, if only I like did boy scouts where I'd learn how to like use one of these." Now, in Boy Scouts, they did not teach me how to kill people with a knife. They did not. That, that, was, that was one of the lessons, or maybe that was one of the days I missed. That, that, that wasn't one of the merit badge like things. <laughs> Stabbing serial killers, merit badge. <laughs> you did very good on that one, Jimmy. Remember, so, stab, stab, twist. I believe Jeff, Jeff goes to the garage, and then he gets, he finds Diane. But then he gets the drill to, like, the shoulder area, which I kind of figured, I'm like, all right, that probably didn't kill him. But, you know, we'll see. And then Neil runs to Val's house, which she's watching a movie, and Courtney's on the phone yeah, talking she... about French kissing and tongues and stuff. And how gross it was, yeah. So this was a super cool sequence. So you got Valerie watching uh, Hollywood Boulevard, which is another Roger Corman-produced film, and it's juxtaposed with what's happening outside. So you got yep. dude running up to the house, uh, trying to get her attention, knocking on the door. She doesn't want to answer the door. And he basically gets killed, and it's the same shit that's going on on screen. I thought that was a really cool scene. That was cool. I actually I, I noticed that the second time I watched it this morning. And Neil actually tries to fight back. And then, so he gets, like, stabbed very much repeatedly all over the place yes and then while she's watching the tv like a an article on in the movie says slasher strikes in hollywood like just right after it happens and also that drill i'm not sure but did they have cordless drills like that back then uh they they must have because that just seemed like a like a heavy dude i mean great when he picked it up a couple times you could tell it was like this light thing but I don't know, it just seems like something like that would have had a cord on it. Oh, well, you got to imagine. So this is for the, the phone line. So they, it would have to be a portable drill. So I imagine yeah. they did have some kind of battery pack on it. I imagine the drill would be wicked heavy. But another thing that I noticed that was funny about the drill, it had to have been sharpened, like super sharp, because he's like slitting people's throats and shit with Yeah, it. pretty sure that's not how drills work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so he carries, um, carries off Neil. And uh, stuffs them in a car, like now, how, in the trunk. Yeah, how many bodies can you fit in a trunk? He even counts. He's like, one, two, three, four. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, he's missing one. So Jeff is still alive. And he's 
kind of crawling around to the side door. And he's just like, like smearing blood on the door. And the girls hear him, but they're too afraid to open the door. So they basically just hear him die. Right. Yeah. Poor Jeff. Yeah. So in times like this, you you really got to, you know, sit back, relax, have a slice of pizza. Actually, I was just about to say, Jackie's like, I'm hungry. Now, they seem awfully calm for having a dead pizza guy in front of them. She basically takes the pizza box from <laughs> under his hand, and it's, it's like right. covered in grease, and she has a pizza. She's like, what? I'm hungry. It makes me feel better. And now I feel a little better. So, so Coach is on her way. Courtney goes across the street, and Val follows her over, rings the doorbell. Jackie goes to run to the door, and this is where she gets her throat slit. With the drill. drill. The sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. So Val goes to back to the side door. She meets up with her sister. She's like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Like, why is the house dark? Like, like, why is this? Why is that? I'm going, let's just ignore the bloody door that you're sitting next to. Right. And, you know, maybe they left. Maybe this, maybe that. All of a sudden, thunder starts to rumble very <laughs> clichédly. Yeah. And then Val goes back to the front door. Doors open. She actually goes into the house and starts walking around the house. Now, at this point, Trish and Kim go up to their bed, go up to Trish's bedroom. So they're talking, and then they actually suggest that Val and the killer are working together. <laughs> it's a bit of an extreme reaction for not getting invited to a party, don't you think? Yeah, right. So, like, I mean, she is in the house. She's calling out for them. She's like, you know, who knows? Maybe. Maybe she's one of the killers. And you got to think, in these situations, sometimes there's not just one killer. But I highly doubt that the new girl was in cahoots with the... At least in this instance. She has more motivation to kill everybody than the killer does. Supposedly, at the beginning of this movie, he's just walking down the street and he notices toys. And he's like, oh no. A girl wants to give up her innocence? She must die, and I must stalk all her friends and kill them one by one. That's the only motivation I can find for him in this movie. She was kind of invited to a party where the girls don't like her. Okay. That seems like a little more motivation. Still a bit of an extreme uh, assumption. A lot of extremes happening in this movie. So Thorne climbs up and crawls through the window on the second floor. Very quietly. To apparently nobody heard anything again. He creeps up on them and they slowly turn when they hear a noise. Like in this type of situation, who's gonna slowly turn? <laughs> and then there he is. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Yeah, so they slowly they start throwing shit at him and then Trish hits him with a bat. Right to the dome. Back, like, the back of the neck knock, like knocks him down. Knocks him down, but I love how he didn't actually get knocked out. He's just kind of, like, stunned for a second. Yeah, he's just sitting there, like... And he gets up. They're trying to get out of the... They move all the shit that they blocked the door with, which they had a Ouija board, like, on one of the shelves, too. Uh, there was a scene that got cut out where they actually do the Ouija board. Yeah, I read that. So, and then Kim turns around, and she gets stabbed in the stomach. Now, this was probably another one of my favorite kills because he picked up the knife that they were going to defend themselves with, and he uses a different weapon. Right. I don't know why he's so, like, 
insistent on using the drill. He didn't get yeah. the drill until he killed the handy woman whose drill it was, and then he just decided, oh, this is my new uh, weapon of choice. It didn't mention what weapon he used for his killing spree before. No, it didn't. I wish they did. Like, if they were, like, crazy driller guy. You know? So they also said that, um, I don't, it was on, was it on the radio? One of the radio things where they said that he had done the killing in 1969. Now, this is supposed to be 1982-ish. So he must have been pretty young when he went on that spree. Yeah. So this is, like, a little over a decade later. And he's just mad. I, I mean, wh- why wouldn't he go kill the people that arrested him? Yeah, I don't know. I wish we had a little more backstory, is all I'm saying. They they right. gave us the warnings that he had escaped. Why not, you know, maybe throw out another random article yeah. that says he killed his family with a drill? Russ starts searching around the house, kind of looks at a, in the mirror at himself at the, in the bathroom or wherever he was. And Val's looking for her sister... And she's laying on the ground, and she's still joking around, playing like, off like she's dead. Yeah, she's playing possum. Right. So she's getting pissed at that. They go and stay, go inside back. You know, they're like, let's lock up the house. So they go, they lock up the house, and they're in the in the f- kitchen, and Courtney, she's, she just wants a beer. That's all she wants. Yeah. Come on, Val, can I have a beer, please? No, you're underage. And every she opens the fridge... Kim's body's like slumped in there, but she doesn't notice because she she closes it again. She's like, come on, all I want is a beer. And then finally, the third time she opens the door, Kim falls out. They scream. They're running around the house. Val goes downstairs. I'm not exactly sure where Courtney went. No, no, so Val told Courtney to to leave the house. To run. And then then she uh, distracted the killer, went down into the basement. Right. And then that's when uh, the coach shows up. So right. Russ Thorne tucks himself in on the living room floor. I know, he just goes to sleep in his sleeping bag, just tucks himself in. Now, Val goes downstairs and she grabs oh, like a circular saw. I got it. Saw. I got it. He was never invited to a slumber party when he was a kid. That had to be. That was the motivation. If they had <sighs> just let him eat pizza, drink some soda... Maybe have a house specialty and watch a horror movie. This all could have ended peacefully. Damn you, kids. So Val goes downstairs. She grabs like a circular saw, plugs like plugs it into an extension cord. Well, no, she didn't know that it was plugged in. So this circular saw was just sitting downstairs, already plugged in. And she's like, starts to run and it unplugs. She's like, damn it. Because that was the first thing I thought. I was like, how is this running with no power? (laughs) Like, what are you going to be doing? Like, how are you going to use this thing? The coach um, is walking around the house like, hey, girls, like, Thomas singled in the sixth. Just thought I'd tell you. You guys were looking for that. And then um, she's, coach gets up and she grabs a, like a fire poker, which looked rubber because like that, the head of it was just kind of like flopping around. And she was, it was very poorly done when she's whacking him. That was a little comical. She's, she's hitting the killer with this fire poker. Yeah, and Trish, Trish comes running out of nowhere and stabs the coach. Uh, not the coach. No, um, she does stab, not stab the coach. <laughs> stabs the killer. Trish was like, in it all along. Stabs him like once. Right in the back, and, though. Yeah. Mad blood all over her hand. And then 
Thorne gets up, slits the coach in the stomach. Yes. And this is where we hear him talk for the first time. You are pretty. All of you are very pretty. I love you. Takes a <laughs> lot of love for a person to do this. You know you want it. You'll love it. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have talked. <laughs> I don't think he should have. Because that, I, it's just like he, he saw her in the morning, that morning, and now he's obsessed with her and he falls madly in love with her. I don't know. I, like, I, I get it from a woman's point of view. Like That dialogue is, is super creepy and very scary. But I just, I just wish we knew more of his backstory. Yeah. Um, so Val comes out of the friggin' basement, wielding wielding a machete like back and forth. Hell like, yeah! <laughs> she knocks over the lamp. She killed that fucking lamp. No shit. So then she chases she chases him out to the the backyard where the pool is, and. You know, he's watching his step so he doesn't, like, fall in. And then she chops off his hand. Now, it didn't get it the first time, but he still, like, kind of, like, has his hand out, like, long enough for her to, like, take another swipe. Right, and she she totally chops the drill bit. Yeah, that that was not <laughs> apparently... That, that reminded me of, like, one of those, like, cheap, like, like, really cheap, like, drill bits that you get with, at, like, CVS or something. But with, I, like, a little... I liked it because... It was symbolic of, like, um, her emasculating him. Right. No, I get that. And then chops his hand off, and she starts yelling and, like, guts him with the friggin' machete. He falls into the pool. I mean, it, it, I, I love the yelling, though. Kill <laughs> you! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So then... Courtney comes out, they're, you know, having their moment, and then Russ comes out of the pool. Again, he's missing a hand, and he's very sneaky still. Like, they don't hear him coming out of the water. But then, once he starts fighting with Val, he is stone dry. Yes. You notice that? Oh, it must have been the uh, jean jacket and pants that he was wearing. It was like that uh, super quick drying denim that they had in 82 yeah, so so that so they're ro- rolling around. Trish joins the scuffle, and um, he goes to jump on Val and does this really long and, and she... impales himself on the machete. <laughs> End movie. Yeah, there was nothing after that. Just that's it. And apparently, that was a reshoot. The director herself doesn't even remember how they originally did that scene. But then they redid it to, you know, shoot and add the pool, which yeah. I get. I guess uh, the killer himself was afraid of water in real life, so he was terrified to do that scene. Well, I mean, I would be too. So that was it. That was the movie. What'd you think? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna call it like you when when you described to me after you watched it. It was fun. It was fun. I I do enjoy the movie. But, <laughs> yeah, I did not, I, I know you said number two was pretty bad. I did not watch number two. Yeah, so, I mean, this movie was successful enough to warrant two sequels. I have not seen part three yet, but according to Wikipedia, that's the worst out of the bunch. 
Uh, part two has Courtney. Uh, it's, she's the main character. She's going to the sleepover party with her bandmates. They're all in a band. So the music in part two is better. The drill is pretty badass. So it's this random leather jacket guy. And he's got this giant guitar with the drill bit head. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's it's fairly cheesy. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was It's a nice, like, it's a quick movie. It's something to watch while, you know, you're just having a bunch of beers and yeah, it's something a pop, to be. It's a popcorn flick. I'll give yeah. it one and a half brains. What? You actually went less than I did. I thought I was being bad. I gave it two. Uh, yeah. I you know I'm like I'm torn because if if we'd gotten more of a motive, I mean they show they showed his face, and yeah. I mean maybe just a little bit more story. I I would have upped it to two. I mean the deaths were they were okay. A couple of them like um, Mr. Content's uh, death that was pretty cool because he got that one like through the throat, didn't he? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think the director Amy Holden Jones like you could tell. That I mean, this is obviously one of our first shots at directing. Yeah, the potential was like I don't know. Maybe if Roger Corman gave her more of a budget, maybe more time. Oh, they had almost nothing for a budget. I mean, that's typical Roger Corman. So right. you you know use what you got, but you could definitely tell that she was going to go on to do great things. Well, I mean, she did. Yeah, she, no, she did. So yeah, I'll give it two brains. <laughs> Nice. All right, so I guess that brings us to... Horror Babe of the Month. Alexandra Daddario. Alexandra Daddario. Of Baywatch, but we also know her from Texas Chainsaw well, 3D. Well, the, the Baywatch movie, the remake movie, right. not like Correct. the TV series. Yeah, Correct. So, so I first saw her in Texas Chainsaw 3D, which I thought was, was pretty cool. Right, and she also, she's in a season of American Horror Story, too, I believe. Uh, yeah, Hotel. Yeah, I haven't got to that one yet. She's been in a lot of shows. She was on Workaholics, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, True Detective. Yep, uh, she was in San Andreas also. Yeah, check out True Detective. She was good in I'll that. She, I mean, she's been in a lot, of, a lot of movies. She was in Burying the X, which is uh, Zomcom with Anton Yelchin, God Rest His oh, yeah. Soul. Uh, she played a babysitter in Hall Pass. She was in Night yep. Hunter, a newer movie, We Summon the Darkness. She's acted in it. She was also a producer on that one. Oh, yeah. She's been in music videos, uh, video games. She's all over the place. I was about to say, very, uh, very well-rounded. Yes. Was that an yeah. innuendo? Uh... Whoa. All right. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. <laughs> All right, so um, you can check us out. We are on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. We are also on Instagram, Fans of the Dead 1. Twitter, at Fans of the Dead 1. Drop us some feedback, Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube, Fans of the Dead. Check out our recipe for disaster. We'll put the uh, house specialty and slumber party pizza up there for you to check out. Yep, and... Uh, also, download us, subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic. Yes. Subscribe, like, give us five stars, give us a review, or else... 
<laughs> oh yeah, as always, have fun. Be safe. Peace.